If you felt God's call to serve the church, Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University students, and the University of Mary have partnered to train you to do great things. The church is desperate for well-trained development and fundraising professionals, so we've launched the Institute for Catholic Philanthropy. Earn a graduate certificate or a full MBA in Catholic philanthropy and train for a transformative career in service to the church. Apply by April 1st to umary.edu slash serve. I started listening to Real Presence Radio last year, year and a half, um, when my husband was diagnosed with um, lung cancer. I started listening to and found peace with the rosary. So at 3 o'clock, I like to get into my car and sit and listen for 20 minutes and sing along. It, it gives me peace, and I know I'm at in the Lord's presence during that time and that Mary's watching over me. And I just know that people who listen to Real Presence Radio can find answers. The first time I ran across Real Presence Radio was when I was driving a car we had just purchased for my daughter's graduation home from Grand Forks, and it was already set to the uh, Real Presence Radio, and I came across Mother Angelica, and what a gift Real Presence Radio has been to my life and my faith, and it has literally changed my life. Thank you for listening and supporting Real Presence Radio. The Wanzik Family Foundation has proudly supported the mission of Real Presence Radio since 2004. With their help, we've been able to continue spreading Jesus Christ's message of hope throughout North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. The Wanzik Family Foundation is dedicated to supporting Catholic initiatives and programs, like our weekly local show, Real Presence Live, heard on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, with the encores on Saturdays. Thank you to the Wanzik Family Foundation for being a part of this family of faith and hope. You're listening to the RPR Network. Now, back to more Real Presence Live, coming to you from the Vocations Jamboree at the University of Mary in Bismarck. Good morning, everybody. Steve Splonskowski here along with Father Craig Vosick. And we're coming to you live, as they mentioned, from the University of Mary Vocations Jamboree. We just got a few minutes here to chat a little bit about kind of a little uh, reflection on what we've talked about this morning. And I've asked Mike Kudrowski, our Advancement Coordinator, uh, to uh, join us this morning. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Steve. Good to be here at the University of Mary. Yes, we all got here last night and and set up uh, for today. We were able to go to, uh, went to Mass um, last night in the chapel, and the chapel was just packed. It was literally yeah. standing room only, folks, and the, the singing was awesome mm-hmm. um, out of this world. I was like, like thinking, man, is this a monastery? And, of course, there were a lot of religious in, in the congregation, but there were also a lot of youth there. Um, so much energy here um, for our Lord at the University of Mary, and so gra- a great evening. Um, and then after that, we had the opportunity to go and have supper together and uh, enjoyed some time, and, and we were having some great conversation um, at that supper, and I kind of wanted to bring that to, to you, our listening folks, our family, talk a little bit more about this. You know, athletics is really a central, plays a central role in our society today. It really probably is, I would argue for most people, it's probably up there in the priority list of one through five, somewhere in there. Um, and so to ask the question of how do we bring uh, people to Christ, 
um, through athletics and, and within athletics. Obviously, it's a tool that the Lord has given us um, for his glory. So, uh, Mike, I know you've been an educator for years, and Father Vasek, you were uh, working with the athletics department here. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Where, where, where is God in this, and how do we use um, this tool of athletics to, to draw people mm-hmm. to Christ? Yeah, this is a question I'm asking every day mm-hmm. uh, because I, I just began in this ministry as a full-time uh, protected ministry uh, and I mean protected is in that when Monsignor Shea appointed me, he said, Father Vasek, our needs are acute here. We have so much work for priests to do, sacramentally and ministerially and on all these different things. But I'm going to protect you from all of that mm-hmm. <laughs> because I want you to be fully devoted to the service of our student-athletes. And I said, this is like a dream job in my mind because I'm a, I'm a former athlete. I, and I say former because I've seen myself play lately. I'm no longer an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> so I truly am a former athlete. Um, but I'm asking this every day. Where, where is the Lord in this? Is, is sport an idol of our time or is it not? Um, it, it, can the Lord be glorified here or can he not? Is this lost or can it be found? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been asking this question every day. And what I'm finding here at the University of Mary, it's a Division II athletic uh, competition school. Um, recently moved up from a NAIA, kind of a D3 in a quarter, whatever what it was, to now a Division II. And so they're stepping up their game on all fronts. Um, and they're doing a great job. Dale Lennon, the athletic director, is doing a phenomenal job here uh, to really lift up the athletic department. And I'm asking this question every day. What's the per- a uni- in my mind, trying to ask it very clearly, a university is for the education of our, of our youth um, so that they can go and, and be an educated person in the world. A- athletics has nothing to do with that. You know, in my mind, when I clear it all out, it has nothing to do with that. It's only a distraction if we're thinking about I need a degree to get a job. Okay, it's completely a distraction. And it's a huge distraction because it's like a full-time job Mm -hmm. for these student-athletes. And they can't have a job because they don't have time because they're fully devoted to their sport. Okay, now that's asking a false question uh, because at any university there are clubs and there are organizations that serve for the education of the whole person, Mm -hmm. such as joining a band or being in a choir or whatever these other organizations might be. And I wouldn't have the same hesitation uh, saying, well, no, you shouldn't do that. You should only pay attention to your education. People should have hobbies. They should have a life. They should have things outside of work, outside of a job, that fulfills them and that, and that satisfies them in these different ways. So I'm, I'm working through this question, and I'm finding, um, even though there is a critique, I think, that we can make of turning sport into an idol, it doesn't have to be an idol. It doesn't have to be an idol. And in a particular way, when you harness the creative energy and the talent and the gifting in these athletes, when you harness that, and you put it and you steer it into a direction for the glory of mm. God or for the, the success of a business or for the leadership of a nation, it, they show, and this, I, pu- I even put this out on social media, and I'm a priest, and I wasn't taking shots at, at the Catholic Church, but I was just raising something. If Christians put the kind of effort and devotion into their religious life that an athlete puts into their sport... The the Christian church would be what it's supposed to be. So athletes show Christians what it means to be fully devoted to some good work. Mm -hmm. Now, when an athlete can can remember that they should also be fully devoted to that good work of the Lord, then we're on to something really, really good. Mm-hmm. So, Yes, I, uh, 
I think the, uh, uh, you know, I come from a secondary education uh, background, and uh, we always stress that the uh, athletic arena and the fine arts arena is uh, our extensions of the classroom. So uh, there's always that carryover value. And the key to education is uh, a key element to education, successful education, is creating emotion so, uh, so the student can uh, get uh, uh, involved totally. And so athletics, fine arts, uh, create that emotion and it is, I'm just excited about the program you're creating here, Father, that uh, you are present in that emotion in uh, the education of, of the full student. And so I think that uh, I oftentimes get in discussions about the value of athletics and extracurriculars in education. And that's how I explain it, is that uh, it is an extension of the classroom. So the, what, what is uh, created in the classroom is carried over into the athletic arena and the fine arts arena. But again, the excitement that I have uh, being an education, uh, former educator, uh, you know, being uh, uh, in that uh, role of an athlete through uh, high school and college, uh, I always thought there was a missing element that we could bring to that environment. And uh, the, the uh, program that you have going here, I think is spot on in creating that whole person. Absolutely. If you just joined us, folks are coming to you live from the University of Mary Vocations Jamboree. Steve Sponskowski here along with Father Craig Vosick and Mike Kodrowski, our advancement director here from Real Presence Radio, joining us. We're talking about the athletics department here at University of Mary where Father Craig Vosick is the uh, chaplain for the athletics um, department. And so talking about how that really brings, we can use athletics to bring uh, our, our youth uh, back to Christ. Uh, Father, let's talk a little bit more about uh, that energy, that excitement, that emotion where, um, you know, uh, as, a, as a person who studied, uh, I have a teaching degree, and, and, and always wanting to make the topic, the subject that you've, you're bringing to your students, you really want to have a new way uh, to create a new excitement so that they're not starting falling asleep while you're giving th this lecture or, or presentation. Um, really, that's what these, these sports can create, this excitement that you can teach something in the midst of uh, a, a value, a virtue in, in the midst of these sports. Absolutely, absolutely. These, these student athletes, as I mentioned before, they, they, they are forced through their coaches to become very efficient human beings mm -hmm. on so many ways. Uh, so you take, a, you take passing a basketball. No, you can be better at that. So we're going to focus on how to, how to snap it, how to push it, how to make sure it's either balanced or whatever. And you can just focus on pass. Like, no, pass. I can pass. Easy, easy. No, you can pass better. And so we're going to work on this until you pass perfectly. You know, and it's like, okay. And they're willing to do it for the sake of the sport. Okay, great. You take, and they have that, and this becomes something for their entire life. Where do you see that? In, in another area, let's say, I, let's say I'm a student who is studying um, chemistry, and where do you have someone just right there at your side saying, no, you can, you can do this better, you can equation, I mean, the teacher, if they have time, can do that for you, for sure. Mm -hmm. But in the athletic world, you have a, a parent as a coach, your, your coach becomes a parent, um, who is just right there all the time, forcing you to excel, and that carries over 
into it can carry over into everything they learn how to study more effectively they learn how to take tests more effectively they learn how to to manage their time they talk about this regularly Uh, they don't just talk about passing a basketball for example they talk about you got to manage your time better Mm -hmm. kids you got to figure this out and they just Mm -hmm. they keep doing this and it's such a benefit if they use it for their whole of life it is such a benefit so here on campus uh the the student organization that's uh, fostering Christian athletes to be able to come together. So, Father, would you come and talk uh, at our next uh, gathering? We have, you know, 25, 30 of the students might come to to hear a talk or something like that. I said, great, I'd be, I'd be glad to do that. What do you want me to talk about? And they started going through, well, it's close to Valentine's Day, maybe something on relationships. Relationships. And, uh, okay, fine, I'll talk about relationships. Like, romantic relationships? You really want a priest talking about romantic relationships with <laughs> college students? Is that right? Well, like, well, all relationships. Let's talk about all relationships. Okay, so we, we put this out there, put posters out. Let's have a talk on relationships. A hundred of the student athletes. Up, upwards of 100, not quite 100, but almost 100 student athletes, men and women, mostly women because they like this topic. But even men were coming. And I said, and I went up to him before, I said, gentlemen, what do you want me to talk about? Tell me how to get a girlfriend. Like, you want a priest to tell you how to get a girlfriend? And I started <laughs> laughing right in his face. I don't think I'm going to do that for you tonight. But anyway, they came and, they, and I gave the talk. I didn't get through all my material. Afterward, I said, okay, maybe it was good, maybe it wasn't good. They said, Father, can you, you didn't finish your talk. There's more notes, right? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, we want you to come back. I said, well, make sure that everybody wants me to come back before you do that. They all wanted me to come back. More students. They mm-hmm. told their friends. We did it again. Went for a full another hour. Upwards of 100 student athletes showing up to hear a talk by a priest voluntarily on an evening on their campus to hear a talk about relationships. After that, they said, Father, you've got to do this again. The men were saying, Father, this is good stuff. Do it again. These are athletes. So they're paying attention to the whole of life. And now this position, which is me being in this athletic department, they're like, yeah, that's the guy that's sitting on the bench in my basketball game. That's the guy that comes to my locker room and gives me a high five. That's the guy that traveled on the road with me. I just saw one of the swimmers walk by. She was waving. They had a conference championship for swimming. I went with them to the conference championship. Every day they're competing for hours and hours and hours and cheering each other on for hours and hours and hours at the pool. Uh, and during the day, they take naps. They have to keep up with their homework. They want to eat. They have to do all these different things. And I said, well, just so you know, I'm celebrating Mass every day. And I'd be happy if the, if, if the students and the coaches and families, if they're here, come. I had 15 uh, people in my hotel room celebrating Mass. Uh, these swimmers in between. They swam in the morning. They're swimming in the evening. And they're attending daily Mass. <laughs> like, this is, for as a priest, I'm like, this is really beautiful. But for these athletes, it's good for their soul. It's good for their heart. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that, the Father, that, that uh, you, you priests uh, have the answer to a key relationship, the key to a relationship with your uh, uh, bride, bride, the church, um, and the, uh, the sacrifice that Christ extended for the church and how that can apply to relationships. Because you, are, you, you step in a relationship, and uh, a lot of time it's, uh, uh, you know, in the young folks just uh, starting out uh, what is it in it for me and those relationships that are meaningful it's not in it for uh, you're not in it for me it's uh, you're in it to grow together you're in it to help the other person grow as well I address that exact reality of self-serving the, the self-serving notion in a relationship and I used a very graphic term which I'm not going to use on air right now about a person who wants to please themselves mm. through relationship uh, through false relationship pleasing self I use very graphic terms on how we do this with our interpersonal friendships with our, when I am here to see what am I going to get out of it mm-hmm. that's not friendship that's mm-hmm. not love that's not and when you look at our Lord 
who laid himself down. That's where we get our definition of love. Yep. When I will lay down myself for another, yeah. that's relationship. Awesome. So we're having this conversation about athletics and really um, as a, athletic cor- or a member of the athletic team here as the uh, chaplain for the athletics here at University of Mary, Father Craig Vlasic and Mike Kodrowski, thank you for joining us for this conversation. Thank you, Steve. It was uh, just kind of fun to have this conversation last night and, and really the excitement uh, surrounding um, this great work that you're doing in that uh, University of Mary here, all the Catholic um, you know, th- those who are in the Catholic Church today are so excited um, and on fire to make a difference in the world. And we're, as, re- as Real Presence Radio, we're um, very excited to be a part of that and to really lift everybody up and to let everybody know about the good works um, that uh, are being done within our church. So, folks, thank you for, for all the support that you give to these great Catholic apostolates for supporting Real Presence Radio, University of Mary, uh, the Newman Centers, Focus, all these great groups that are really making a difference um, in the world today um, by creating uh, really uh, this, this love and this energy. So don't go anywhere. We're going to uh, come back on the other side of this break. But we're heading on down, we're going to head uh, on the road for our 10-minute tour on the other side of the break. Uh, and later, the heart of a saint, literally the heart of a saint, will be traveling through our listening area. And we'll tell you whose heart it is and how you can see it. All coming up on Real Presence Live. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come from the Vocations Jamboree at the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota, on the Real Presence Radio Network. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus Mystic Monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest editions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at one 800 477 2425 or online at abbusiness.com. This is Father Nick Nelson of the Diocese of Duluth. Considering the state of the church today, knowing and witnessing with our own eyes many people drifting away from the church, why are there men becoming priests, women joining religious orders, men and women choosing to have marriages that are holy and sacramental? I believe it's because we believe that the gospel hasn't expired. We believe that human nature hasn't changed, that we are all still hardwired for the gospel. The problem is that for the past however many years, we haven't proclaimed, lived, and celebrated the fullness of the gospel with its awesome yet challenging power. Yes, when confronted with the gospel, to believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world, to repent of our sin and to live the good life in Christ that he offers us in order to prepare for the coming judgment, yes, there will be people who will outright reject it. 
but I also believe many more will be attracted to it and accept it. The authentic Catholic faith, the authentic Jesus, is not something or someone you can just ignore, but a choice you can either accept or reject. Thank you for listening and for supporting Real Presence Radio. You're listening to a special broadcast of Real Presence Live, coming to you from this year's Vocations Jamboree at the University of Mary. If you're in the area, we invite you to stop by and visit us inside the new Lumen Vitae University Center. You can also join the conversation on our Facebook page, and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning, everybody. Steve Sponskowski here along with Father Craig Vosick. And we're coming to you live, as he mentioned, from the University of Mary Vocations Jamboree. And we've had some great conversations this morning. Thanks for staying with us, folks, and for joining in the conversation during our Straight Talk segment. We are now going to move to our signature piece called 10-Second Tour. For the 10-Minute Tour, 10 seconds would be a little short. I'm getting everything wrong this morning. (laughs) So our 10-Minute Tour, we're going to head across the whole network sharing with you some of these great exciting events and so for our first uh, event I've got Becky coming on the phone from Rapid City South Dakota talking about a human trafficking conference. Becky good morning how are you this morning? I'm great how are you guys? Great thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Talk to us a little bit about this human trafficking conference you have coming up in Rapid City South Dakota. Yeah it's this Saturday and it's Saturday March 23rd from 9 to 4 p.m. It'll be at the campus of South Dakota School of Mines and Technology and Classroom uh, Building 204 East and West. And really what this conference is about is to talk about the the topic of human trafficking and what does it look like within our communities and is it happening in our state. And I'm here to say being on the front lines working with survivors um, from the South Dakota area that it is happening in our communities. And until people actually get familiar with that and they understand how the signs and what it looks like, it usually goes unidentified. Less than 1% of victims are ever identified. And so we want to encourage people to be there this Saturday. They can sign up um, to the Diocese of Rapid City Social Justice Commission. Um, There is a small fee. All those details are listed on their Facebook page, but we would love to have everyone there. We have an Attorney General's office there, the DCI unit, um, U.S. Attorney General's office as well. We have a survivor from the state of South Dakota who's sharing her story and I will be there as well. All right, Becky, thank you. It's the Human Trafficking Conference, March 23rd from 9 a.m. until 4 p.m. at the South Dakota School of Mines and Technology. For more information, you can register um, at uh, humantraffickingsd.com. That's humantraffickingsd.com. Becky, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for having us. God bless you guys. Yeah, have a great day. Enjoy the sun. Is there sun where you're at? (laughs) There is sun. Awesome. I love the sun. I love the sun, (laughs) the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and the sun they've created. (laughs) Amen. Amen. All right. That is great. Have a great day, you guys. Thanks, Becky. God bless. Have a great day. All right. As we move around our listening area, we want to focus on the 16th annual Bishops and Rector Dinner in Rochester, Minnesota. Uh, the Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminary from uh, Winona, Minnesota is inviting you to the 16th annual Bishops and Rector Dinner on Friday, April 12th at the Rochester International Event Center. This event will honor Archbishop Charles Chaput, the 2019 Immaculate Heart of Mary Award recipient. The evening includes a social from 4.30 to 5.30 with a dinner and program to follow. To reserve your seat, make a donation 
or for more information, contact Susan at 507-494-8848. Again, you can contact Susan for more information, 507-494-8848. This is an RSVP-only event, so please register before March 26th. Again, this is the annual Bishops and Rector Dinner, Friday, April 12th in Rochester, Minnesota. Thank you, Father Vasek. And also, adoration and prayer for hope and healing in Canby, Minnesota. Are you struggling or hurting? Bishop John Lavore will preside over an hour adoration and prayer for hope and healing. Friday, March 22nd from 7 p.m. until 8 p.m. at the Church of St. Peter in Canby. There will be a Eucharistic adoration, and you can take up opportunities for healing, prayer, confession, and spiritual counsel. Come and lay your burden at the feet of Jesus. Share your trials with your brothers and sisters. Receive prayer for your needs and let the Holy Spirit heal and renew you at the Adoration and Prayer for Hope and Healing Canby, Minnesota, Friday, March 22nd from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the Church of St. Peter in Canby, Minnesota. Join uh, Father Bishop or Bishop Lavore for that event, an hour of Adoration for Hope and Healing. Uh, this just in, great to have production manager. Uh, the phone number that I mentioned for Susan at the annual rector's dinner is, I'm going to correct it here, so please write this down, 507-494-8844. I think I said 8848. It is 8844. Moving on, we want to connect with Katie on the phone from the Medical Clinical Banquet uh, in Dickinson, North Dakota. Katie, are you there? I am, yes. Wonderful, and we're talking about the Medical Clinic Banquet that's coming up in Dickinson. Tell me something about it. Absolutely. So Connect Medical Clinic is a faith-based pregnancy medical clinic with expanded sexual health services in Dickinson. Um, Our mission is to make abortion unneeded, unwanted, and unthinkable by surrounding those in our community facing unplanned pregnancy with unconditional support, medical care, education, and anything that they might need to empower them towards a life-affirming choice. So we're hosting an annual fundraising banquet coming up the first week in April um, to celebrate what God has done in our ministry, to energize our base of support, and um, to raise awareness for our presence in the community, and then, of course, to bring in those much-needed dollars um, to help us cover the cost of our ministry. That is fantastic. And so at this evening, what uh, what exactly will be happening? You'll have some people speaking. You'll have a meal. Absolutely. We'll have a meal. We'll have a ministry update. We have a couple courageous young mothers who will be stepping up and sharing their stories. And then we're really excited to be featuring national speaker Abby Johnson this year. Um, God does miraculous things through surrendered people. And I just think that... Um, that is a way of explaining Abby. Um, she, for those of you that aren't familiar with her, she um, has always had a fierce determination to support women in need, and that ended up leading her to Planned Parenthood. She served as a clinic director there for several years, and one day witnessed an ultrasound-guided abortion, and um, at that moment, um, made a decision to leave. She walked out the doors and has not looked back and has been an outspoken advocate for the pro-life movement ever since. 
That is fantastic, Katie. Thanks so much. Uh, so we want to just, we got to move on, but seating is limited for this event. There's no cost in attending, but they will be taking, a, they're hoping that you'll you'll give some money as, as you go there. You can hear from Abby Johnson. Pre-registration is required, so please contact Jessica Schmidt, the outreach coordinator. I'll get the number right, hopefully. 701-483-9353. That is 701-483-9353 to register. Katie, thanks for being with us us absolutely thanks for having me all right all right up next i'm going to speak with joan from holy family church in grand forks about the spaghetti dinner 27th annual spaghetti dinner sunday april 7th joan how are you doing today i'm doing good how are you excellent talk to us about your spaghetti dinner well this was an event that was started uh 27 years ago with some parishioners were sitting around um just thinking of something they could do uh during lent um, so this is an event that the parish holds, um, strictly put on by the parishioners. Um, all the volunteers are parishioners, and um, we, all of the money we give away, so the parish doesn't keep any of it, um, except for the Human Needs Committee, we do donate some to them, but we've donated to um, a mission down in Chimbote, Peru. Um, we've donated to St. Anne's up in Belcourt. Um, so yeah, all the money that we make is given away. Awesome, Joan. And this event is Sunday, April 7th, 2019, noon to 6 p.m. And this is going to be at Holy Family Catholic Church in Grand Forks. Joan, are you a cook in the spaghetti? Um, actually, I usually work out in the in the dining room. So okay. they won't let me in. They, they don't let me in the kitchen. All right. And is, is there a special <laughs> is there a special recipe that uh, that uh, for for the sauce here? There is. There is. We changed our sauce about five years ago, and it's okay. um, yeah, not too spicy. It's, not too yeah, spicy. Not too spicy, but it's just really good. All right, excellent. Well, it's a free will offering again, folks, and proceeds support local, regional, and global global human needs, as Joan had mentioned. So the 27th Annual Spaghetti Dinner, Sunday, April 7th, Holy Family Catholic Church in Grand Forks. You don't want to miss it. Thanks, Joan. God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, well, that wraps up today's 10-minute tour. We feature this every Real Presence Live. If you'd like to have your event featured, please call Brandon at 877-795-0122, and we'd be very happy to feature it. All right, up next, we're going to take a quick break, but uh, stay right here because the giveaway we've been talking about this morning is up next, and later you can imagine being in the presence and praying with the physical heart of a saint. This is an opportunity for you to do that, and just just stick there because we're going to share you all the details with you on the other side. Keep it right here. Real Presence Live. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Local, engaging, and live from the Vocations Jamboree on the campus of the University of Mary in Bismarck. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio. Did you know the signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming? Have you ever thought about running radio spots on the RPR network? We want to partner with you to help gain exposure for your business in front of a very faithful customer base. To find out more about your options, please call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. 
France, an enchanting country known for its elegance and richness and an incredible Catholic history spanning centuries, set out to explore this history on the Saints and Sanctuaries of Catholic France pilgrimage, October 10th through the 20th, 2019, with spiritual director Father Chuck Huck. You'll have a chance to pray at St. Catherine of Labouret Church in Paris, explore the Basilica of St. Therese of Lisieux, spend two days in Lourdes, plus so much more. To reserve your seat, visit worldstrides.com slash register. Trip number 166594. If you felt God's call to serve the church, Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University students, and the University of Mary have partnered to train you to do great things. The church is desperate for well-trained development and fundraising professionals, so we've launched the Institute for Catholic Philanthropy. Earn a graduate certificate or a full MBA in Catholic philanthropy and train for a transformative career in service to the church. Apply by April 1st to umary.edu slash serve. All right, everybody, this is Father Craig Vasek coming at you live with Steve Sponskowski at the University of Mary campus in sunny, I think it's the first day of spring, North, so. Bismarck, North Dakota. We're continuing our wonderful Real Presence Live today, joined by Kimberly Fries and her daughter Maria, and I think a little dolly of a saint. Is that right? Yes. We'll see if Maria will speak to us today. Uh, all right, Kimberly, thanks so much for being with us here on air this morning. Tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, I am married to my husband, James, and I have three children, two daughters, seven and five, and a little boy who's one. Um, and we currently live in Center, North Dakota. I grew up here, though we will be moving to Rapid City, South Dakota this summer. Um, and I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm a homeschool mom. And I just came out with six books, um, Catholic children's books. My first one came out in December. And I'll also have four more coming out this spring. Whoa, four more coming yes. out this spring. Everybody, <laughs> if you're listening, this is not a passive segment. We want you to be very active here, and that means dialing your phone. We have Kimberly in studio with us, and we have her books in studio with us, and we want to give them away to you. So hop on the phone right now. We're going to be giving away two sets of the first three books that have already come out during this segment. So hop on the phone. The number here, 877 795-0122. And these books are children's books uh, about how to fall in love with the saints, the boy saints, girl saints, and consecration to Mary for little ones. So these are books for your children, for your loved ones, for your grandchildren, for whoever is in your life. You can get them for free if you call in now, not tomorrow, calling in now. Again, the phone number 877-795-0122. If you're one of the first two callers, you get one of the first two sets of these books. So, Kimberly, this is phenomenal. You've written these magnificent books. They're illustrated beautifully. They're, they're easy to use. Oh, nice big words. I can get through mm -hmm. that just fine. <laughs> what, what led you to, to come to this? You, you've, di you've discerned religious life yourself? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, um, really growing up, um, I came from a Catholic family. Um, we weren't into really a lot of devotions or anything, but um, when I was in junior high then, my sister, who's actually nine years older than me, um, she came to us, um, by, she really shocked us, saying that she was going to become a Nashville Dominican. 
And so right now she is a national Dominican. Yay. It's been her final vows for a while now. And, um, and so at this time, she had given me some saint books, um, some saint chapter books that were really great for my age group. And um, I absolutely fell in love with the saints, yeah. um, especially like Blessed Imelda Lambertini, St. Mm. Therese, um, those children's saints that are similar to me, you know, at that age. And so um, I, as I fell in love with them, I fell in love with Christ and learned about him and, and how to serve him. And naturally, when you learn about the saints, a lot of them um, had religious vocations. And so I thought, well, my sister is a sister. I want to become a saint, and I want to um, join the religious life. So um, as I went through this vocation process throughout high school and college, um, I really, you know, I learned about God. I learned about prayer. Uh, I learned about how to serve God and the gifts that I had. Um, I actually came to the point of um, asking to join a specific convent. But then right after I, I, um, I put in my papers, I just wasn't at peace. And so I started reading the Theology of the Body and started to understand like all of the vocations mm -hmm. and how they can all lead to sanctity. Yes. And so through recognizing that and recognizing, once again, discerning what God gave me as the gifts um, that I had and how I can serve others around me and what really um, the desire that I wanted for daily life, I just fell more in love with the idea of marriage. Mm. And it was funny because at the same time, my husband um, was actually in seminary for two and a half years. So he went to Cardinal Mench Seminary and then went on to Denver Seminary for a semester. And um, he went through a very similar process where he wants to become a saint. So he thought, well, I'm going to become a priest. I'm going to try that out. Right. And um, as he was discerning, once again, the daily life of it, he just couldn't imagine himself, mm. that daily life of the priest. And I he can't had, either. <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he just had this desire to really um, follow um, alongside with someone um, through the journey of life to become a saint. And so, um, yeah, and then we found each other at the end of college and the rest is history. Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> And Maria's here with us. It's great. Is, yes. So everybody, you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Father Craig Vosick with Steve Sponskowski hosting this uh, live from University of Mary. Um, we are cruising through our program. We're visiting now with Kimberly Fries. And the topic that Kimberly's come here to share with us about is her life, yes, which has led to something quite wonderful, which is uh, the, the publication of a number of children's books, and there's more on the way. There are. Uh, so we want to make sure that you all know that you can call into Real Presence today. Um, oh, we already have the winners to the books. We have so, oh man, I'm not even going to pitch the phone number anymore, people. We already have the winners for the books. We'll get the names out soon. That's fantastic. Both Great. copies are already on their way out. Thanks for calling in, everybody. So let's go back. Well, we can end our interview now because we did our job. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we want to talk more because we want many, many people to get these books. Maria, did you read these books already? Has mom read these books to you already? Did you read them? Yeah. yeah. You did. Did you like them? Mm-hmm. Do you want to become a saint? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. There's the plug from Maria. I think everybody should get these. All right. So let's talk more about that. Kimberly, you are, sure. you've moved into becoming an author of children's books. Tell us how this all came along. Sure. So um, basically, um, after college and uh, getting married and everything, I had three really difficult pregnancies. Mm. And during that time, I really had a desire to reach out to people, but it was I was basically on survival mode for a while. And then after this last pregnancy, I was trying to think of a way to get a side income. So I wanted to mm. use the gifts, again, that God gave me, and I had a real desire to reach out to children and to you know spread the love of God. And so my husband said to start a blog. So I started mylittlenazareth.com. 
And, um, and I was actually listening to Real Presence Radio one day when we were in the process of doing our consecration to Mary again, renewing it. And um, on the radio, there was an apologist, and someone had come on, um, called in, and said, like, your, your writing has changed me. It's brought me into the Catholic faith. And I thought, like, that's what I can do. I love to write, and I want to read out, out, reach out to children. And so I can bring people to God. You know, I can, when I'm in heaven one day, I can see them, and they're like, you know, you brought me to God. You, you helped me recognize him and, and live my life for him. So I said, I'm ready to do whatever you want me to do. And within three days, I had found an illustrator that would love to work with me. I just found her on Etsy, of all places. Uh-huh, um, yes, and then um, and she said she's willing to work with me on numerous books. And the only problem I thought was I'm a very busy mom. I'm homeschooling my kids. They're mm-hmm. all young. Mm-hmm. So I told God, you need to give me a very clear vision on each book that you want me to write. And my first book was pretty much written in a day. So, um, so it's been such an exciting journey. And they just keep on coming, these books and these, these visions that I have for each one of them. Oh, that's fantastic. So I have in front of me the three books that we're giving away. One called Consecration to Mary for Little Ones by Kimberly Freeze. All of them are. Uh, and then two books on the saints. One, Girl Saints for Little Ones. And one, Boy Saints for Little Ones. And there's a couple more coming. Are you able to share with us what the sure. titles or the themes are for those books? Yeah. Well, so I have those three. And I also have out right now Guided Prayer for Little Ones, Examination of conscience for little ones and receiving Jesus for little ones. Wow. And then my new ones coming this spring very soon is Divine Mercy for Little Ones, Lexio Divina for Little Ones, and then Boy Saints for Little Ones version 2 and Bo- and Girl Saints for Little Ones version 2. So, and more wow. to come hopefully after that. So, I was with a family and I got to make that very short and they were introducing silence and meditation in the home with their children. That's and awesome. I thought very few families seem to be doing this. These books seem like they're going to help foster that. Is yes, that, yes. I the want hope? them to be a tool because there's so many young families who are desiring um, teaching their children how to become saints, but they don't know what to do. Yeah. And so I want them to have easy tools at their fingertips. That is absolutely fabulous. Um, so I think the, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is if we think that these would help children, these books help children to begin to discern their, their vocation in life, the, I think the answer is clearly yes. Absolutely. <laughs> to, to, have, to have children on fire for their faith from a young age, they're going to be constantly desiring and asking, what's God calling me to do at every yeah. stage of their lives? Yeah. Anything else you'd like to add as we're, since you're on the air for us? Sure. Well, there's a few places in Bismarck that you can get my books, like Mayo Pharmacy is a popular one. Sure. And you can also get them all on Amazon too. And if you'd like them wholesale, you can contact me at mylittlenazareth at gmail.com. Fabulous. Kimberly, thank you for being with us. Maria, thank you for being with us. Thank you. Wonderful. We got our winners for our books. This is great. The books are going out. Boy Saints for Little Ones, Girl Saints for Little Ones, and Consecration to Mary for Little Ones. Winners are Trevor and Mary. Way to go, Trevor and Mary. You got free copies and hopefully many other people will be able to get uh, copies for their families. I'm going to be getting copies for my family. Uh, You can get them in Bismarck Mayo Pharmacy in particular, but Amazon.com is going to be for our entire broad listening audience. Go on to Amazon.com and then we're searching for Kimberly Fries, F-R-I-E-S, and and maybe if they look up My Little Nazareth, they'll find something there as well. Absolutely. Okay, phenomenal. Kimberly, thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. All right, coming up next, praying with the heart of a saint. This isn't merely a way to talk about growing in our prayer lives. It is actually possible to pray with the traveling heart of a saint. Father Gary, Father Ron Gary will tell us about this on the other side of the break on Real Presence Live. Don't go anywhere. Local. Engaging. 
and live from the Vocations Jamboree on the campus of the University of Mary in Bismarck. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. One of the things that I see happen is, let's say somebody's been listening to the radio and they pick up an idea, they then sit down with their friends at coffee over cookies and bars, whatever, and they're talking about it, and that item, then they say, well, let's call Father and get a little, let's double-check that. Let's get a little deeper view on it. But also, when it comes to the events, for example, we have a group here, and they look at the faith, and then they move deeper into it. What is the reason for this? Why do we Catholics believe this? And as that group has grown, they brought others in, they've talked about it, they're reaching out, and it actually evolved into a street ministry where they stood down by Paul and Babe with a cart, with some books, with some medals, with some rosaries, and they encountered people on the street. I was very impressed with that, very impressed that our people would move forward. Our Bible studies become stronger as people hear the word and then they share it with one another. You're listening to a special broadcast of Real Presence Live, coming to you from this year's Vocations Jamboree at the University of Mary. If you're in the area, we invite you to stop by and visit us inside the new Lumen Vitae University Center. You can also join the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning, everybody. Steve Sponskowski here with Father Vasek coming to you live from the University of Mary. And we are now going to talk about imagine seeing the heart of a saint. Now, not figuratively while you're in prayer, right, but actually seeing the physical heart of a saint. And that opportunity awaits you if you live in South Dakota. And actually, if you don't live in South Dakota, if you know how to drive, it also awaits you. The Diocese of Rapid Cities Father Ron Gary is going to share with us now some details about this traveling relic of the heart of which saint, Father Gary? Who is, what, what is the saint um, that is going to join us? Talk to us a little bit about this. St. John Vianney died in 1859 in Ars, East Central France, and his heart will be here in South Dakota, Sioux Falls Friday, Fort Pierre Saturday, Rapid City Sunday. We are blessed. Father Ron, this is phenomenal news. Um, how, how did this happen? <laughs> the Knights of Columbus um, arranged a six-month tour of this wonderful relic to come through the United States. And Paul Lambert, member of the Supreme Council of the Knights of Columbus, says in January, Father Ron, how about hosting this heart at your house? I had to sit down when he gave me that news. It's great to be in our little <laughs> wow. small town. That is amazing. I actually um, became aware of the of the relic on tour uh, maybe a month ago. Someone was in Milwaukee, uh, and that's where St. John Vianney's heart was. And they said, Father, I prayed for you at the heart of St. John Vianney, and it just it, it boggled me. And then uh, just yesterday or a couple of days ago, another person wrote to me and said, yeah, I'm at Benedictine College in Atchison, Kansas, Father, and the, the relic of St. John Vianney is here, and I prayed for you. And I'm like, this is amazing. So uh, this, this is absolutely phenomenal news, Father, that the, that the heart of, of a saint, St. John Vianney, who's the patron saint of priests, uh, and, which is what's leading people to pray for me, thanks be to God, and then they're telling me about it. Um, so what, is, what does that mean for you as a priest to have the, par- the patron of priests traveling around, Father? 
The college seminar I was at in Winona was named after St. John Vianney, the St. Oh. Vianney Chapel. And from being formed early on through these 35 years of priesthood for me, it's important to know that the saints we have here on earth, we also have wonderful friends in heaven um, praying for us and guiding us and when we fall, helping us to repent to the Lord and, and driving us in the mission that Jesus wants in our challenges nowadays. Father Gary, as, as Catholics, you know, we talk about these traveling relics, uh, the heart of a saint. Um, oftentimes we, we, uh, uh, we venerate uh, different, uh, you know, hair, uh, bones, blood of a saint. Talk to us a little bit about that. Sometimes people can go, ooh, that's just kind of weird. What, what, are, what are we doing as Catholics here? How does it, what, does this, what does this mean to venerate a relic? Well, I was saying just that same thing to our children in our faith formation last Sunday. And they thought it was a little gruesome to open a grave after 40 years. But I said, you need to know that Jesus is not a cartoon or a figment of someone's imagination. Mm. Jesus was real. And the heart of John Vianney is a very real way for us to see in person someone who is changed by Jesus. So a relic is of someone who was heroically virtuous, and it goes around, or we're able to make pilgrimage to those churches to see through that person how they were transformed by Jesus. Mm -hmm. So we don't, we honor the Lord perfectly, and we honor the Lord's creation through the relics as a way to know that we have a chance to be holy as well. Father, this is, this is very helpful for me uh, because this is a question that comes up a lot about the, as you use the word gruesome, or just off-putting in a lot of ways for people when they're just learning about what, what a relic is. Like it, it's all, it can be very off-putting, but what, what you're saying here protects from thinking that Christianity is merely something uh, as you say, it's a fantasy, or Jesus is a is a piece of is fiction, or something like that. No, 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 no. These people are real, and so it protects from this sort of over spiritualization, or even to the point of Im of imaginative, uh, something that's just imaginative, uh, not real. Uh, that no, this is real. This is real business here. So it protects from that, even as in the beginning, sometimes it can be a little bit off putting, uh, as as and even gruesome in in its in its reality. So that's sometimes really helpful for me. Sometimes I say Europeans are a little more earthy than sometimes in our own day and age. We get too much in our heads. We need to know that blood and, and hearts and fingers and toes are real and created by God <laughs> and all meant yeah. to be serving the Lord of all creation. Absolutely. That's why I love taking people to Europe on pilgrimage and even to Israel and just to be the places where Jesus lived. And uh, so that, that the saints would come to us is fantastic. I'm just going to take a moment to let everybody know what's going on here. You're listening to Real Presence Live. This is Father Craig Vosick joined with Steve Splonskowski. We're live at the University of Mary Vocation Jamboree and talking a lot about uh, the saints, talking about vocation, talking about religious life and marriage and beautiful things on this program. Uh, and right now we're visiting about the, the relic of the heart of St. John Vianney uh, with Father Ron Gary of the Diocese of Rapid City. St. John Vianney's heart is on a tour sponsored by the Knights of Columbus as Father uh, has already indicated to us. So one more apologetic question here, I guess, Father. Um, there's a difference between veneration and worship. Can you just wash, walk us through that? Worship is to give the best love we have to the Creator, to the Savior, to the Spirit who inspires us. And then through 
the created things, the persons, we give thanks as they lead us to Christ. Beautiful. Veneration is the objects of creation leading us to the Creator. Very good. Excellent. So, uh, Father, as, as listeners who throughout the South Dakota area, or even just the upper Midwest, who will actually um, be able to come and venerate this incorrupt heart of St. John Vianney, what, what should they expect to see and, and what should they ex- uh, expect to experience um, in the presence of this relic? Well, your heart is about as big as your fist. So they t- removed his heart and found it to be incorrupt and put it in a glass case that's 8 inches by 12 inches, and the case is 16 inches tall. So we're putting that on a table where people would walk to receive communion. And we've got kneelers around it, and we'll have speakers throughout the day. We'll pray um, a rosary, a divine mercy chaplet, and we will also pray in reparation for clergy sexual abuse and and for Mm. bishops' mismanagement. So Mm. it's a way we can take the past, and pray for our needs today and know that God calls all, all of us to holiness. So it's in our church here in Fort Pier from noon central time through the 530 Mass. And then um, the Knights of Columbus take it to the Rapid City Cathedral for Veneration Sunday. And, and Father, you know, something that comes to mind, obviously, Thomas, with uh, these different saints, the different parts of them that are incorrupt, like the tongue or whatnot, they tell us something about the life of that saint. What do you, th- you know, the, the, the heart of St. John Vianney being incorrupt, what does that tell us about St. John Vianney? Well, the heart, even in the Bible, is the core of who human beings are. It's the, the organ that pushes the blood, and the blood is the gift of God, so... As this most wonderful muscle in the saint's body worked so long ago through his years, through his sacrifices and prayers, and there's a wonderful prayer that says, even if I can't praise you with my lips, I want my heart to beat every moment in praise of you. And knowing the dedication of that man helps us to be inspired in our own individual hearts. Yes, thank you, Father. I, I, I just think about St. John Vianney and the tireless devotion that he had for the people. And there's, a, there's the story that goes along with him um, of the bishop sending him to ours. And the bishop says to him, uh, John, Father John, uh, there is not much love in that town of ours you are to go and bring it. <laughs> and so what is the organ that we symbolize love with but the heart? Yeah. Uh, so it's really, it's really precious uh, to think of this incorrupt heart coming of the, the patron of parish priests. Um, Father, as, as a pastor, as a priest, um, and at, at a host site at St. John the Evangelist Church in Fort Pierre, uh, what are you personally most looking forward to when St. John's heart is coming to visit your parish? The trust that we can grow in, in our individual love for God, the awareness that God calls the simplest. Um, John Vianney wasn't a very good student, but his heart was totally there. We need the awareness of God's call and vocations. Um, This is the week when the Diocese of Rapid City is releasing the names of the priests who have been credibly accused of sexual abuse. So... We also have a Knights of Columbus prayer in reparation for past sins. And we know that the saints help us to do that. So 
on a very basic level, I'm hoping that people can trust the Lord more through their call to holiness and through the repentance that we need. Amen. Well, to give you the the, uh, details on this uh, heart of St. John Vianney, um, as he tours the uh, South Dakota area, uh, the Shrine of Ars France has entrusted this heart to the Knights of Columbus as a major relic of St. John Vianney, and it's going to be on tour from November 2018 through uh, this June 2019, and here are some of the upcoming sites that you can see this heart in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, the Cathedral of St. Joseph, a beautiful cathedral downtown um, in Sioux Falls, also Fort Pierce, South Dakota, the St. John the Evangelist Church, Father, where Father Gary, Ron Gary, is at right now, and then also in Rapid City, South Dakota, the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help. So Sioux Falls, uh, Fort Pierce, South Dakota, and Rapid City, South Dakota. Uh, basically across the whole state then, from, the, from east to west there, um, you can see the heart of St. John Vianney, the incorrupt heart of St. John Vianney. Um, Father Ron Gary, thanks for being with us. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? We are blessed, and I'm grateful for people praying for their priests, and we need to keep on the road to holiness and service. Amen. Amen. All right, uh, this has been Real Presence Live, uh, coming to you live from the University of Mary. And uh, Father Vosick, thanks for being here so with happy. us this morning. <laughs> so a, happy. What a great show. Thank <laughs> you for, for joining us and, and for being with us. It's great to be with you again. And uh, folks, thanks for uh, all that you do for the church and for helping us to continue this work. I'm going to uh, throw it back to Gregory and Fargo. Uh, Gregory, let me know what's going up, what's uh, coming up on our next Real Presence Live. So coming up tomorrow morning, our hosts will be Father Gross and Father Leffer. It's time to come home and the light is on for you. Dr. Sidley, Dr. Susan Windley Doust of the Diocese of Nolan Rochester will be with us to talk more about how it's never too late to know God's mercy. And as we continue through our Lenten journey, we may find that our penance is not as hard or fruitful as we thought it might be. Father Craig Timmerman of the Diocese of New Alm will be with us to provide some encouragement and offer his thoughts for living a good and holy Lent. And we'll also be taking a look at some of the great events happening near you during our 10-minute tour. All this and much more coming up tomorrow morning. Thank you, folks, for being with us for Real Presence Live. And uh, we're going to uh, head back to regular programming here at 11 o'clock. It's going to be Take Two with Jerry and Debbie, so don't go anywhere. And, uh, again, Father Vasek, any final words here? Come back on later. We're going to be live again. That's right. I forgot to mention that. (laughs) 4 o'clock if you're in western North Dakota on our stations here. We're going to come to you live from 4 to 5.30 p.m. We're going to have live interview. We get the opportunity to to interview Monsignor Shea and Archbishop Chaput here this evening, uh, continuing this celebration of vocation at the Vocations Jamboree at University of Mary in Bismarck. So folks, don't go anywhere. Keep it tuned to Real Presence Live, and we'll... uh, continue to do this work and thank you for all your support of all that we do all right okay so coming up uh, today is a wednesday and so of course we have real presence live again tomorrow thursday gregory shared that with us and of course we bring you real presence live mon or tuesday wednesday and thursday from 9 to 11 right here and uh, we thank you for all of the all the guests who really make this show possible and for all that you do so father let's uh, end our show with a blessing here if you got a can do Heavenly a 30-second blessing for us. Yeah, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for what's happening here at the University of Mary. We ask that you pour out your blessing upon our entire listening audience, all those uh, throughout the United States and in the world, that we would faithfully follow Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. May Almighty God bless you all, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. amen. Thank you, folks. God bless you. Have a great day. 
Keep it right here. We'll be back with you tomorrow on Real Presence Live. This has been a special broadcast of Real Presence Live, coming to you from this year's Vocations Jamboree on the campus of the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota. Be sure to join us for a second live broadcast this afternoon from 4 to 5 p.m. Central as we sit down with more special guests, including the Most Reverend Charles J. Shapu, Archbishop of Philadelphia, and University of Mary President Monsignor James Shea. Real Presence Live brings you local hosts and guests every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. Central, the encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10, and the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. Get the podcast anytime, day or night, at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page, Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the